Blog Talk Radio. Quarters. Security, condition three. Thank you. Security three, sir. General quarters three. Intruder alert. GQ three. Intruder alert. I can't help loving that doorman of mine. How are you doing? Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration. I am your host. And cruise director, Madam Perry. And if you hear any noises, uh, <laughs> it's just me and the boys getting down. I've got I've had some equipment issues tonight. But I'm supposed to have some uh, very, very, very technically savvy people on. So maybe they can, uh, while they're here on the show, can uh, can fix things up a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Hey, thank you so much for listening, first of all. And thanks to everybody for subscribing. The numbers, as I keep saying, keep getting better and bigger. And better, and you're subscribing and listening, I guess, and sharing with your friends, and I really, really appreciate it, And because uh, that helps me keep bringing more cool people to listen to you. And remember, too, if you want to sponsor an evening on Madame Perry's Salon, sponsor one show or a whole month of shows, you can do that, and it won't break the bank, but you'll meet thousands of people. Most of my listeners are in U- the U.S., the U.K., Canada. Japan, the Netherlands, and Kazakhstan. Those are the top six. Um, and so, uh, let's see. Last week we had Sherry Rabinowitz on, and we talked about her play. Um, Joe Cronus is a time travel play, and uh, also uh, her latest book. And she's a pretty interesting gal. She has a podcast called Chatting with Sherry and has very, very fascinating guests as well. Um, and let's see. Oh, coming up tomorrow night. Uh, let me check just to be sure. Tomorrow night, one of uh, the guys that's been here before. He's uh, he has his name Jay Smith. He's got books and he's got an audio podcast, uh, Hidden Harbor. He's uh, but he's been following the story for a long time. Um, you probably heard it by now about this uh, group or cult called Nexium and a uh, celebrity uh, actress whom I'd never heard of, Allison Mack, was on it or was involved in it somehow and, and was arrested. But but the thing is, Jay Smith has a book called The Resurrection Pact, and he said the odd thing is that there are so many things in this cult that's being discovered. In fact, there was uh, a feature about it on 2020 last weekend. But there are a lot of things going on in this cult and the story that mirror his book, The Resurrection Pact. And it's kind of creepy right there. And see, and then the night after that, we're going to have, that's Wednesday night, we've got suspense author from San Diego, Matt Coyle, with his new book, Blood Truth. But tonight, you know, when I said that I had 
uh, the numbers have been growing. I'll tell you when I started changing. And that is, back in uh, the 1st of March, uh, my buddy that you probably know, and if you listen here a lot, James Bring, um, Sweet talked me into coming to Wild Wild West Con in Tucson and doing a presentation on podcasting. And I'm not kidding. Ever since that weekend with the podcast, which was Wild Wild West Con, was so much fun. And I encourage everybody to go meet us there next year. Uh, but it was so much fun. But that I can mark to that day, that weekend was when my podcast numbers started going up. So thank you, Steampunk World. And tonight we've got some uh, people who are superstars in the steampunk world and uh in fact one of them was uh even on the television show the other one's a very popular model and uh artist so they're what they call makers i'm gonna let that ex- them explain what that means to you and it's a husband and wife sarah and james nethery come on into madame perry's salon i got the pillows all fluffed up for you take a seat well well I guess I should say um, I dreamed of Jennifer instead of I dreamed of Jenny in here. I was going to say, I dreamed of Jenny. I like mine better. (laughs) Well, well, welcome. I hope you like the place. I hope you're comfortable. Well, it's absolutely uh, lovely. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So I'm delighted. So, uh, and, and yeah, and it will become a codependent thing eventually if you stay on here long enough. But that's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with you guys. You do so much. You both do so much. You're uh, what's called makers. Uh, James, you were one of the ten contestants on the TV show Steampunk, which was on Game Show Network, and the judge was one of our recent guests, Thomas Williford. And uh, why don't we just start with that? Well, now let's start with how you be- how you both. Um, how you met, how you both got into the steampunk world and uh, and creating things and making things? Well, for me, um, I had I had always loved the aesthetic, but I never knew what it was called. So I, mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, I love these gears. I love this Victorian stuff. Oh, my gosh, I love it. But I didn't know that it was like an actual thing um, until I met James. And he was uh-huh. like, oh, yeah, I really like steampunk. <laughs> and I was like, what? What is that? And he showed me, and I'm like, oh, now I know. Well, I was getting my <laughs> tattoo at the time. That was when I was uh, – I have a, a three-quarter sleeve on my left arm that I, I did the artwork for, and it's all, like, steam-powered machinery. And uh, um, I was actually getting it finished when Sarah and I met. So it was kind of a, uh, kind of a cool thing. But uh, as far as Gosh, getting you make into it sound like one making of... stuff, <laughs> wait a minute. You, you make it sound when you talk about making. You know, Sarah likes the gears, and then you've got the three quarter sleeve at before you met. It sounds like when animals, like when the male animal, you know, puffs out his feathers to attract the right to attract a mate, you know, or, or decorates <laughs> right. himself somehow. But okay. <laughs> so so uh, funny story when we met. <laughs> how we met. <laughs> Tell her how we tell tell them how we met James. What the you original one? Yeah, tell them what okay. you originally did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> um, I, I was I was single for a little bit. I joined an online dating site, OkCupid. Okay um, it's cool because you take the quizzes and stuff, and they they you know send you your matches and stuff. Well, I had messaged her 
uh, months and months before we ever actually met. And she never, it, it was like, you know, on Facebook when you send somebody a message and it's just, just Martin, that was it. So I knew that she'd seen it, but she never messaged me back. So one night I got mad because she hadn't messaged me back. This was months later. And I wrote her a message and I was like, why don't you quit putting had, on air? He had had a couple of drinks. Uh, yeah. But, you know, but, uh, and, uh, and it was funny. It was, um, we started talking. It was a week later. Uh, we went on our first date and, uh, five weeks later we were married. Um, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. And still we're we just celebrating our seven year. So it's, we got married on April fool's day too. That was uh, that was the best part calling my mom and telling her that I just got married and being like, no, I, I'm serious. <laughs> this is not a, this yeah. is not a drill. Not a... <laughs> he called me up at work on a Friday and said, Hey, you want to go get married? And I was like, yeah, I didn't even occur to me that it was April Fool's because I mean it totally could have been a joke. Well, but we, uh, and then I, it, like, yeah, yeah, so. but but I mean like and then I called my mom and she's out to dinner with her friends and and stuff and uh, it didn't even occur to me then that she would think that it was a joke that I was calling and going, hey, I'm on my way to the courthouse to get married. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me then. So, but uh, so this year we had Easter, April Fool's, and our anniversary. <laughs> on the yeah. same day. Aww, and then my birthday. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. As far as getting into making stuff, um I Sarah knew I liked the steampunk stuff, so she bought me a steampunk watch. Um that was a mechanical one, you know, you wind it up and it had a, a nice big leather strap on it. And uh, you know, I was like, Oh, this is really cool and I kept like I, I took it apart to kind of see, you know, how it would work and, you know, like man, you know, I would love to be able to make um you know, more bands and stuff like this. I really like this kind of watch. I think it'd be cool to make them. And uh, eventually I, um, the <laughs> the watch that she got me, I kept modifying it until it uh, kind of just fell apart. Still have the original, <laughs> the original uh, face <laughs> minus the glass on the and it, it still works. It does still work. But um, that's how I got it into making the watches. And um, I made, I made one for myself to wear, um, uh, and actually, that one was in a museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania, um, uh, last year, and it should be on its way back to me. If Mike Liebner, if you haven't shipped it yet, if you're listening, please get it back to me. Um, but somebody <laughs> saw it, and they were like, oh, cool, where'd you get that? And I was like, oh, I made it. And they were like, well, can you make me one? I said, yeah, well, yeah. And so I started making all these different designs, and you know, and it kind of just ballooned to where it is now. Um you know, the watches and the electronics. So that's, that's what got me on to uh, the show Steampunk um, because I, it's kind of a niche market, I guess. I know there are other makers out there that make watches too, but we kind of have, we all have a respect for each other, I feel like, where we don't really step on each other's toes when it comes to, you know, making something that somebody else makes or trying to undercut them or, you know, I'm, it, and and I, I respect that. I try to respect that for other people and, you know, and it's nice to see that, you know, they do the same for me. But anyway, I'm rambling. Somebody mm-hmm. take it away. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you kind of touched on, um, you know, there's a mutual respect. I got to tell you, I've been blown away this year by, you know, people that make the same kind of thing, like leatherworking in general, how they all are so supportive of each other. And they, you know, and, and that's one thing about this community that I love is that you have people that do some of the same things, but they have different ways of doing them. And, I mean, James can call up Mm -hmm. somebody, hey, I'm having a hard time with this, 
have you ever experienced this? Oh, yeah, I've done that before. Here, here's how you can, you know, and that's the thing. Never be afraid to ask somebody questions in this community because they'll be more than happy to help you out. It, it's a it's a cool cool thing like that, and I've especially seen this that this year, I think, you know, mm. more more so than any other time. Yeah. Well, this is my actually, first uh, steampunk convention. Though. James, uh, Oh, I was I was just gonna say um, the uh, the panel at Wild Wild West Con, high tech, low tech. All of us sitting up there were leather workers, and each one of us has a different method of doing leather work. And it's really cool because we all work in the same mm-hmm. medium, but you know uh, we we use different techniques. Like you know Thomas, he uses a laser and an airbrush. I uh, I was taught by a saddle maker here in Nashville to do hand tooling. Um, but I got a laser too, so I do a, a hybridization. I use my laser to etch the lines, and then I cut everything out and do all that tooling by hand. So it's kind of a, a, a cool thing like that. Cedric Whitaker was there. He's old school. And uh, um, Wheeler Stone, uh, his stuff is beautiful. And um, he told me about his, his dyeing technique, which I've, I'll let other people ask him about that. But uh, it was it's a really, really unique process. And his stitching is just, it's gorgeous. He makes some really, really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's really neat for all of us to work in the same medium and yet have like unique and instantly recognizable styles. And I, that's one thing I love about it. Yeah, okay. you're right. And I saw his <laughs> table. He and so many people's, so many people, so much work. Um, uh, <laughs> so much work there from people, such, such, uh, such beauty. Um, but I, I was going to say earlier, this is my first. James tried to talk me at, um, to it last year, and it just didn't work out. And um, I was going alone because my husband, um, well, somebody had to take care of the dogs. And we had a dog at that time, very elderly, that just couldn't be left alone. And so I thought, you know, sometimes, I don't know. If this ever happens to you, Sarah, but I know sometimes when I go places, I don't mind going places alone. But sometimes if you go to a club or whatever to hear a band, women will look at you funny like like you're there to grab a man or something or their man. or People sometimes aren't as friendly to a woman alone. And fortunately, that, that Wild Wild West Con was exactly the opposite of that. I mean, oh, everybody yeah. was friendly. I had no trouble getting people to talk to. <clears throat> and getting a ride back to both nights I got a ride back <laughs> I managed to get perfect strangers to give me a ride back to my hotel which was next to theirs and I thought you know I would have never <laughs> asked anybody but everyone was so so friendly and so warm and welcoming it was such a diverse crowd and very creative but yeah, oh, yeah. Sarah it's uh, a welcoming group and friendly it, it so, really uh, is, and and like you said, it's so. And no, you can you can't trust everyone, um, you know. And, and as women, we do have to be careful. But I'll I'll, I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. I've never had a creeped out vibe from anybody at that event. Um, you know, when they bring us in as guests and stuff, we are very well looked after and even when we don't have handlers or even when I've never felt disrespected I've never felt unsafe I've never I mean like it is such a wonderful convention and it's ran by wonderful people and they have tons of processes in place to make sure 
that everyone feels safe. Well, Sarah, and that is really cool. Yeah, that that's fantastic. And especially for me, because I'm a, I'm, I'm a known freak magnet. There's a perv, geek, freak, you know, clochard, ne'er-do-well. They're going to come find me They're immediately. They're going to find you. But then again, with you... <laughs> But then again, you got to admit, people are scared, slapped to death when they see your husband with all his gear on. But when you they ought to be more scared of me. <laughs> or come on into the bead, part the beaded curtains, if you will, folks, and let this fine person come on in. Okay. Welcome. Hello. Welcome to Madam Perry Salon. Hi. Hello, Madam Perry. Hello, James and Sarah. Hi. Hello. It's Hello. James, one of those lovely voice. people who puts on Wawa Wawa Khan. What's up, man? How's it going? How's it going? I, I told Madam Perry I would call. I only have a few minutes. Amber and I are getting ready to go see Infinity War. So, But oh, it's no, hey, oh, you and Sarah. Nice. I have to call and say hi to you guys. Yes. Well, hello, hello. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, so, and yeah. Uh, I told. I, told and I love hearing to, uh, all those lovely things James about our little our little get together. <laughs> I mean, it's it, well, it's, it's although uh, I haven't talked to you since then. Yeah. But I've been somewhere. No, haven't we haven't had a chance all. to talk, have we? Okay. I know you were pretty busy. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were pretty busy, and um. You, if you heard, if you were listening earlier, if you played this back, or no, actually this was before, before the show I was talking to them, and I told James, and I won't tell him who it is, but I said somebody warned me ahead of time that he has a lot of dad jokes and bad puns. Well, who would mention? But he doesn't know who told me. Dad and dad jokes and puns. I mean, it is. No. I don't know. <laughs> yes, James is notorious for for the bad dad joke and the puns. <laughs> I tried. I, I, I did a laugh pretty much daily just from going to his Facebook page and seeing at least one every day. <laughs> my eyes, my eyes get tired of rolling so far back into my head when I have to hear him before he posts on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, Facebook, you have no idea. By the so, way, James, how you doing after the uh, the dental fun yesterday or the oh, other day? Man. You know, I'm. Uh, it was, I saw your post. So. so, yeah, I, I I got my laser working um, after it literally caught fire right in front of my eyes while I was trying to work on it, and uh, um, finally got I got all the parts in for it. I got it fixed tonight. I've been trying to test it, and, and you know I <laughs> I know enough about electricity to be, to be extremely dangerous. Anybody that watched Steampunk, <laughs> they made a point of showing all the times that I nearly died from electrocution. But uh, yeah, the tube, uh, the the tube itself has a has a uh, electrode that runs thirty four thousand volts, I think, through it. And I touched it while it was running, and I felt I felt those volts. And luckily, I wasn't grounded, or I probably wouldn't be here right now. But I got it fixed. Everything's working great, working better than before, actually. And I was like, oh, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Stayed up too late because I was too excited. And then I was like, I have a root canal in the morning, so eight o'clock rolls around. I'm getting stabbed in the jaw and drilled into, and then I then I went to work after that. <laughs> so wow. it's, it's my perfect day. All right. And it's been a trooper about it. The dentist for got sure. me some. Yeah, the dentist got me some good, uh, good, you know, heavy duty stuff to to keep me from hurting too bad. Or I wouldn't be really talking right now either. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I'm glad you got your laser work. James. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, James Breen, I know you. I know you and Amber have plans, and I don't mean to hold you up and and uh, tell her I said hello. We all said hello to her, and uh, thanks so much for calling. Oh, anytime. All right. Anytime I've got the time. It's good to hear from you. Yes, great to hear from you. Are we we gonna? And I will let you know when I put. We're gonna bounce you out the back door. Okay. Okay, okay. Talk to you later. All right, hold, James, hold on. Oh, it is with hearing hold your dulcet tone. Okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got sound <laughs> affected. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'll talk to you later, man. Yep, later. <laughs> All right, talk to you later. All right. He is so cool. I like him so much. He's a great guy. Oh, yeah, we we love him so. to death. He, he's, he's so much fun. Yeah. He's our main contact. Bobo so, always take care of us. So I'll definitely be back next year. And uh, so tell me then, when you got into uh, talking about making things, when you got on the show Steampunk, how did you get on there? How did you have to apply? How did you find out? And what was it like? Um, there was, uh, well, I mean, it's uh, it, it was an experience. But uh, I found out because there was a uh, um, somebody came come on and posted in a bunch of the steampunk forums uh, that they were looking to do a reality show, and we didn't know uh, exactly at the time what the nature of it was going to be. But um, you know, went on their website, fill out the application, send in uh, you know photos of our of our work, and um, you know after that it was. Uh, um, a Skype interview, and then they did. Uh, they selected 25 applicants for a weekend. They flew us out and had us um, just make whatever we could within a six-hour window using the materials provided. Well, you can imagine what kind of materials they provided when they know nothing about Steampunk whatsoever. Um, it was it was uh, it was it was fun uh, trying to figure out how to clutch together whatever we could. Um, <laughs> I know uh, uh, one of the items they had, like we had, we had a number. We, we would randomly uh, draw a number, and when they called our number, we'd go up and select something from the uh, from the, the pile of things they had to steampunk. Uh, one of the things they had up there that you could choose to steampunk was a toilet, uh, just a regular modern day, like you would see in your bathroom. I'm like, who? What? <laughs> it's like uh, if you want to go take a if you want to go take a steam dump. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. That was bad. Oh, God. <laughs> and this is me rolling uh, we my had eyes. Six, yeah. So we had six hours to uh, put together whatever we could. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's perfect. Um, so we had that, that six Go hours to put together whatever we could, and they uh, you know, they judged our stuff. Uh, Cedric Whitaker was one of the judges, uh, Brassie Steemington, because um, they were trying out, too. Um so we, you know, got to go back there and show up our things. And then, um, so after that weekend, we all went home and we got calls, um, the ones of us that were going to bring out. So out of, out of, uh, 25 of us, they brought out 12. Um, so they had the 10 contestants and then two in reserve. Started listening to when we gave them lists of things that we would need and they completely ignored them to begin with. Um, but after we started telling them, hey, you want a good show, you've got to provide the stuff for us to make the show. Um, without us making good stuff, you don't have a show. So mm. they finally started listening to us and, and getting the things out that we need. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, – they're, they're, 
people complained about the there was a ton of trauma, but there was a lot of mayhem that we were kind of resentful and they were better about that later on. Uh, but yeah, there's some crazy stuff that happened up there. Um, but for the most part, we well had a great time. The other contestants weren't too thrilled with it. But um, we uh, were we're and Carrie Ann actually came and stayed with me and Sarah for like a month doing a convention circuit uh, around you know local to Tennessee. Um, and we're together and, so, um, sorry, I'm being too loud, <laughs> but, uh, um, where was I? Carry on. Still friends. It's, it's pretty cool. Carry on. <laughs> huh? You're, what? You're oh, asking where you are. No, uh, one of the contestants, James, you sound like you're cutting out. Oh, I, I know we, does he sound like he's cutting out? We live out in the country, honey. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, I should have planned ahead. I'm sorry. Um, well, then, let's you and I talk. Do I sound like I'm cutting out? Now, you you sound fine now. Okay. Oh, now. And if anything, if anything doesn't work, then you can always, you know, call this a dress rehearsal and come back again. But now. <laughs> <laughs> but did you once you that had to have been very very frustrating you guys know what you're doing you know you're you obviously you're on the show but you've got people in charge who had, don't know diddly about this and have no idea i think you tell them what kind of equipment to, and materials you need and they're just like la di da di da like it's you know um a project runway or something and He'll, you know, grab a bolt of cloth and figure it out. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the was to make money, and so they have a they have a budget, and you know, the they have to stay within that budget, and if they don't, they're not going to make things. So I, I get where they're coming from, but if they want the best quality from us, then they have to provide quality stuff for us. That was the main thing. But no, I mean, we're like I said, we're all still, but most of us are still friends. Um, there was uh, one person on the show. I don't know if you watched it, but uh, we we do not speak of her. I've watched several episodes. <laughs> okay, oh. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, no, okay. it's been great because getting to I I would not have gotten to meet any of these people otherwise. Like Charles uh, Charles Mason, uh, I had seen him mm-hmm. on a show. I forgot what it was. But he was wearing his his engineer character uh, cog. And he was in one of the the costume competitions. So I was like, "Oh my God, it's Charles!" And I immediately, I immediately went and posted on his wall. I was like, "You were just on TV," but it was it was cool because I'd never. I mean, he lives, you know, on the, the the West Coast, so it's the only way I got to meet a lot of these people. And some of them I'd never, I didn't even know existed. So it was just amazing because now I know all these people who are incredibly talented makers, and uh, it's you know, it, it makes me feel that much closer to the community and like. Like, I actually have a place, you know? But uh, anyway, mm-hmm. go ahead. <laughs> and then what about you, Sarah? Because um, I know that, I mean, first of all, you're a drop-dead gorgeous model. I've seen the pictures. But you no. are an artist. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have always been, like, the creative type. Like, I'm really good at English and really bad at math. <laughs> Um, but, but I've, I've always, I've always made things. 
since I can remember, I've always made things. And um, when I got a little bit older, I got into doing a lot of theater stuff. And uh, it just kind of fed that creativity, and I ended up making some of my own costumes. But um, I, even before that, I have made my own costumes. My mom has pictures of me, three years old, wearing two different pairs of high heels. And, you know, just I've always I've always loved to do costuming. Um, and so I, I do, I make my own costumes and stuff like that. James has um, helped me with some of the leather working on them, which is really awesome. I definitely take advantage of him in that way. Um, yeah, I deserve it with all I have to put up with his dad jokes. Um, <laughs> it's a trade-off. Uh, but, yeah, um, I've, I've always loved creating things. And um, with my sculptures and things like that, I uh, it kind of draws <gasps> off of a childhood yeah. memory. Uh, memories. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a place here in uh, Tennessee, in Chattanooga, Tennessee, called Rock City. And so you go to this place, and it's like you walk into this little world. And they've got fairy tale stuff. They've got, I mean, it's just this beautiful, you're walking through these rock. I can't even explain it. People have to look it up. Top in Rock City. It's amazing. But my aunt used to take me there when I was little. And so um, when I started making sculptures, the very first one I made was a music box, and um, I made it so that the gears would go on top of it, and they would they would all move, and it would turn this butterfly in it. And um, I thought, man, this really reminds me of, of Rock City. And then I started building it around that idea, and then putting it put, putting these things under glass because to me that's kind of protecting them in their own little world. So making mm. these little delicate things and then putting them in a safe place, kind of. I, I, I don't know if that sounds weird. but um, So, yeah, I do that, and yeah. I do the costuming stuff. Um, I have two outfits that I've made that um, is really cool because they actually, parts of them are made out of dresses that I used to play dress up in as a little girl. Oh, so, um, yeah, so it's really cool. My mom, my mom loves it. Even my daughter had played dress up in some of them. So after she grew out of them, I thought, well, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm going to wear it again. <laughs> so, um, but you know, I've made, I've made stuff out of curtains. I've pulled a Scarlett O'Hara and, you know, I have one outfit that's, the skirt's totally made out of curtains that I got at a thrift shop and ripped up because I hate sewing ruffles. Um, it's like a skirtin. <laughs> a skirtin. I can't even roll my eyes at that. That was that was pretty good. Um, but, but yeah, I think I think one of the biggest things that kind of sucks about you know doing the modeling stuff and you know being on the book covers and you know, doing modeling panels and things like that is I get plugged a lot more for that than I do being a maker. And so I I really appreciate you bringing me being a maker up. It really means a lot. Oh, well, you're quite welcome. Well, I was right now I was trying to find a picture of that, the butterfly sculpture. Oh, I've got it now under glass. I'm going to put that up on Facebook. Um, I, <laughs> 
This is just so gorgeous. Thank you. But also have illustrated, haven't you, some books, covers? Um, yes. I, well, I haven't illustrated them. Um, they I did my pic, They took my picture and then the publisher, I think they like, they did Photoshop on them and, and all of that. But it, yeah, I've got, I'm on two different book covers, um, Capes and Clockwork, uh, volume one and two. Um, it was a really cool mm-hmm. experience because, uh, James and I showed up to this photo shoot, um, with this little bitty steampunk group here in Nashville. Um, just kind of on a whim and there it was for um a local author um alan lewis and uh he had a another girl picked out to be on the cover and then the publisher was looking through he said no that's gonna that girl's gonna be on the cover and alan's like are you sure because i kind of have this other girl in mind he's like no if you're gonna do this that girl's gonna be on the cover I mean, like, it doesn't Whoa. get more complimentary than that. <laughs> no. So, but that's that's wow. how it happened, and um, yeah, it was it was really cool. It's been, I was looking at some pictures a, a, a too. Long... I'm about to post. Go ahead, sweetie. Oh, okay. I I didn't, I, uh, I I think the reason my thing was cutting out is because I had it on the Wi-Fi calling, but uh, I switched off the Wi-Fi, so maybe it'll be better now. I guess we'll see, but no, yeah. it, it, it's been cool because as you go back in time, looking at our, our photos and stuff, you can see the evolution of our costumes from what we started out with. Uh, you know, like I had like an, uh, a leather shoulder piece that was, you know, basically my the whole leather aspect of my outfit. You know, and Sarah had some. You know, we started out with like some goggles, a top hat, and some spats, and I was just like, I, you know, it, it's it's cool because that's all you need to start but you can keep going and there's like the, the sky is literally the limit. Um, <laughs> Sarah has had to stop me before. She's like, your armor suit is done. Stop working on it. Leave it alone. It doesn't need anything else. And I'm like, but no, we can, we can do this thing. I can put that on there. And she's like, no. <laughs> Just like that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's you're done. done you're you done. To- <laughs> stop. <laughs> it was cool because it did start out as just a shoulder piece and then it just kind of spread across my body until it became the, the unholy abomination of leather that it is today but you know it always gets people to come over especially for vending at a convention it always gets people to come over and talk and people want to take pictures and they're like oh who are you supposed to be that's another great thing about steampunk is you can make your own characters or you don't have to be a character mm-hmm. you know uh, like for me I I had thought of this persona, the maledict disguise strider, the uh, airship mercenary, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? No, I just like dressing up. <laughs> I'm James, <laughs> but in leather armor. <laughs> I think one so. of the funniest things that um, has ever, that that I have seen um, with James in his, in his armor, he has a back piece that has a fan on it. And uh, this guy came up at a convention. Um, it wasn't a steampunk convention, but uh, we were Walker at a convention. This, yeah, it was Walker Stalker. This guy came up. Yeah. He goes, oh, so what is that? Your jetpack? And James goes, actually, uh, <laughs> no, it's a fan, and I have it built where it blows air on me so that I don't overheat. And the guy's face <laughs> was like, oh, 
<laughs> well, okay. Because he just had this, oh, well, what is that? Your jet pack? Uh, no, friend. It has a purpose. Yeah, that's, that's what's great about Steam. It doesn't have to have a purpose, but when it does, it's oh so much cooler, literally, because it's blowing air out. Never mind. All right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, Sarah, you remember the other time, uh, that guy, it was at Walker's Talker. That guy came up. I had my steampunk banner on the stand behind me, and... He comes up and he's like, "Oh, steampunk stuff. That's really cool." He was like, "You know, there was a show on that. I watched it. It was called Steampunk. Did you see it?" And I, I looked at him. I didn't say anything. I just looked at him. I looked back at my banner, and I looked back at him. <laughs> and I said, "Yes, I saw it firsthand." <laughs> the kid's face just like bottomed out. Like he didn't know what to say. It was, it was like, hilarious. Yep, that was Bless his heart. Oh. It was really funny, but uh, yeah, we've had we've had some some experiences. I I can't tell you it's it's happened so many times with people. Did you see that show Steampunk? I'm like, yes. <laughs> Do you know, you remember the contestant James? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, and I just point at my face and smile real big, and they're like, okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I didn't mean to hijack the conversation. Go ahead. No, not a, hey, you are the conversation, both of you. Hey, listen, though, uh, anyone listening live that wants to call in and talk to James and Sarah Nethery, uh, they're only going to be on a few more minutes, so call in now. The number is 646-716-9922, and uh, Blog Talk Radio assures me that it is a toll-free number in the continental U.S. And uh, I don't know if some people um, listening, Karen Thomas, who I met when I was at Wild Wild West, and I think she's listening. I just want to say hello to her, and thank you for being so nice to me because, like I said, when you're by yourself, you don't have already – usually people are pretty much in groups and clusters and friends, and I found a lot of people there who were, yeah, very friendly, and that was was, uh, a lovely surprise. Now – Come on, well, here's one thing I really want to know. I love to get some background stories. Now, when I had um, Thomas Williford and uh, Amy Wilder, who everybody who's into the steampunk makers know, when I had them on, and it was them and James Breen, this was before I went to uh, to the con, I said, you know, all the stuff you've got and all the things you make and all you bring and the different clothing that you wear, I've got to ask you one thing. You must have some heck of a luggage uh, cost when you get on a plane or something. I mean, I can't imagine, like, you carrying trunks and stuff of clothes and uh, and weapons. So how, how do you get all your stuff to a convention? Do you drive or? Well, James's oh, armor have gets its bus? own special little suitcase, so I have to cram all of mine into, you know, another suitcase. <laughs> into the other suitcase. Well, uh, some a lot of these conventions, uh, especially Wild Wild West Con and you know the East Coast ones, and you know we're going to one in Maine uh, later this year. Actually, they're they're bringing us out, and that's the great thing about these conventions is they, you know, they pay our airfare, you know, and any you know any incidentals that we have along the way, and it, it's great because we wouldn't be able to go otherwise. And oh yeah, these people are so generous and so nice, and it's like, we're completely you know, blessed that these people oh, yeah. want us out at these mm. conventions. It, it's such a, 
uh, I don't, I don't, yeah, we're really blessed. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to do this stuff. So, I mean, anytime somebody puts so much effort out there just to have us out, I mean, uh, we are so beyond it's, thankful. It's very humbling. And yeah. Yes. I was looking for that but word, thanks, James. <laughs> as far as like the yeah. luggage situation, we have we have two flight cases um, that are you know there are our, um, check bags. My armor, uh, the weight limit's fifty pounds. My armor weighs forty eight point eight pounds <laughs> in its suitcase. Good That's the please. whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, and I've worn that for the longest I've worn it without taking it back off was nine hours. You can imagine how I felt at the end of that day. That was actually a Walker stuff. <laughs> Go figure. But um, whoa, yeah. So, but I think it's Southwest. Uh, when, whenever we get flown Southwest, it sucks because the seating is a free for all. But they they have two free check bags per uh, per uh, passenger. So uh, we don't have to actually, you know, we can take just about everything. And it's it's funny because the long distance ones, I we can't vend at. But I will often, and it's it's been great. I know we did it for Symposium and Wild Wild Westcon this year. I just went to the page and I was like, "Hey, everybody, if you want another rewatch, I'm going to bring a backpack full of them. <laughs> so come and get them while you can." And that way, it's like I'm not I'm not using up a booth that the convention could sell to a you know to another uh, uh, client, um, you know. And people will come to me, look at what I've got, and I, I mean. Symposium, especially, man, I they emptied me out. That was awesome. Um, but it's cool too because you know if we're, when we're guesting somewhere, people want us to, you know, they, we're going to do panels. People want to see us, you know, get pictures and talk to us and stuff like that. And you know, it 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 wouldn't be the same kind of experience if we're stuck sitting at a booth, you know, between panels or you know, it's like that. You know, we have our cons that we go to that we're here to vend. You know, and they're usually not steampunk cons. They're usually just, you know, general cons or, you know, some other genre than, than steampunk. The steampunk ones we go to, we want to focus on, you know, interacting with people that want to talk to us. You know, people want to talk shop. People want to talk, you know, um, you know how we juggle our, our lives and, and uh, you know, doing the cosplay stuff. People want to talk about doing costumes and and um, you know the watches and some of the things that we've been. They want to talk about you know where what it was like being on TV and um, you know how mostly, they're around that. And mostly the cool they stuff. just want to talk to me and James is just kind of there. <laughs> oh real, yeah, but but you don't say anything so he won't feel bad, you know. <laughs> mm. See, it's like but, James was the one yeah. on TV, but like. <laughs> No, that's how that's how we interact. That is that is how we that's, <laughs> we poke at each other. I mean, we live for it. The stuff that it's people fun. see online, they're you know, um, oh my gosh, you guys are the same way in person. It's like yeah, because that's us. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, you know what? I bet I bet you get. And this is, or if you don't, if they don't say it to you, they may be thinking it. But this is one thing that my husband and I. Here we have heard this so many times. People say you laugh too much to be married. You know, you, 
Yeah. <laughs> he just laughed. We laughed too much to be married. I'm sorry. Am I not making him miserable enough? You know, so, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, you certainly can. It's all right. Yeah. We, we, we counter it with uh, my dad jokes keep us grounded, you know, to make sure that everything stays in check. I keep him grounded. They keep him grounded with like duct tape over his mouth and put in the corner. Well, I mean, you know, it, I, I, there's no there's no difference between us and our marriage than there is, you know, any other regular married couple that's happy with each other. You know, we we have our own interests and, you know, we're not both just making stuff all the time unless there's a convention coming up like right now, like we've been doing for the past hour long. But, you know, I mean, we we have, a you know, a typical happy life. We've got two kids. We've got cats. uh you know, that live inside and outside, and I've got a yard I have to flip and mow, and I, <laughs> I have a car that I have to change the oil. You know, it's 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 all the same stuff. You know, being on TV didn't didn't change any of that. It just you know got my my brand out there more, and you know got got us yeah. to the point where you know people wanted to have us out and hear about our stories and our our processes and things like that. And that that's been the best part. I always wanted to be and a yeah. teacher. And uh, And, doing the panels is like getting to be a teacher for an hour. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's nice. You know, I don't know. I enjoyed that. was my first panel that I did. Of course, James Breen, thank goodness, he was my moderator and helped me on that because I was solo. And uh, that was really nice. But, yeah, it was very teaching. And I was going to say, well, heck, never mind. I just forgot it. Uh, oh, and you and you're still a regular. You've been on television, but you're still a regular guy. You still put on your pants like everybody else. Put in one leg and then the other. Then you hop around because your foot gets stuck, and then you fall over, and then you have to get your zipper. You know, <laughs> so I have to get your zipper. Up, and I'm like sitting there else. trying to um, film it for YouTube because yeah. <laughs> I'm hateful like that. Well, I've got to. <laughs> oh, girl, hateful so, sexy woman. Uh, I need to be careful around you. Well, I've got to uh, – <laughs> here you mind me. I've got a friend named uh, Wesley Cook. He's a musician. He's got a song called Tasty Devil Woman. It sounds like I think I know who this song's about. But um, I've got two more questions. But you're going to have to go real soon. Two things I want to know. Have you ever had anybody and – and, and I made notes on this so I won't forget. Have you ever been out someplace, whether it's at the airport – getting ready to go to a con or maybe shop or something you've got some gear on that people just try to buy what you have that you're wearing? I mean, just buy stuff off of you? Um, not me, personally, no. It, it's, uh, I know some of my artist friends, like Wheeler Stone and uh, I think Thomas, too, have had people buy stuff off of them as they were wearing it. Um, most of the time, people will compliment whatever I'm wearing and be like, can you make me one, too? Um and, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, something like a watch, you know, not everybody's wrist is the same size, so it has to be, you know, customized to fit them. So I generally don't sell stuff directly. Mm-hmm. Uh, not generally. I, I never have sold anything directly off of me. Um, so Mostly they like, just want to buy him. <laughs> oh. Mostly, like, yeah. Mostly they just want to buy him. And I'm like, not for sale. Oh. Although I, I, although <laughs> I did try and tell one of the uh, flight attendants or one of the people at, I think it's when we were on Southwest, um, we were trying to Mm -hmm. look into upgrading our seats. And I said, no, it's okay. He's my service animal. 
I mean, obviously, total tasteless joke, but (laughs) that's a a perfect segue to my next question. Is (laughs) I saw a picture of you with a dog with some goggles. Now, did you have any steampunk dog wear? Because I've got a Pembroke corgi, and I've got a dog that I think is part blue healer, part cardigan corgi. Um, You got anything that I could fit on them? I want them to. You know, corgis are clowns anyway. They want to get dressed up and get attention. You do? I I could make one. I mean, you know, I can make just about anything. Um, Just, you know, I just have to have dimensions and the world enough and time. That's the the main thing is having time. I work 40 hours a week. I'm an x-ray tech. Um, And uh, it's, Ah. you know, Sarah uh, Sarah works too. And she also has to keep house and – uh, you know, take care of the kids and do stuff like that. So we have to. But I'm pretty sure he things. could do it. That dog was actually. I saw a picture. Maybe. It was somebody else's um, dog um, at Steampunk World Fair. Oh. Yeah, okay. it's um yeah. this uh, uh, photographer couple, and they bring their little dog out everywhere, and they have goggles for it and stuff. So it can be done. James could probably do it. Goggles. Um. Yeah, goggles. goggles. Yeah. Doggles. Well, so I, doggles. I, I did see a picture somewhere, maybe on Pinterest, of a corgi in a steampunk cart because I've got this dog. Oh, I've had a lot of corgis, and they and they lose they lose the use of their back legs sometimes when they get older. So they've got this little canine cart, so they have wheels, oh. and then they can still they can still have speed and terrorize people. And uh, it doesn't it. slow them down at all. So I thought maybe next year. Okay, can I ask you one thing too, uh, James? If you're you're an X-ray technician, now come on. I, I know you may not be quite as devious with some practical jokes and things as Sarah is, but do you ever have you ever or have you ever thought about like just messing with somebody's X-rays and like put a few cogs or something in there or a, um, octopus or something? So when they go, well, well, here's what your problem is right here. <laughs> well, it's it's. Uh... <laughs> Funny story. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm not. I, I mean, I can't. If an artifact accidentally appears in, in the film, that's one thing. But it's. Uh, I. I don't know about the legality of it, but I would never interfere with somebody like for a. You know, if somebody was having the med- uh, medical procedure, uh, legitimately, and it was me and my friend screwing around and you know, like taking X-rays of us doing you know like hey what's up and smiling for the camera and stuff. But. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> But there was this one time I, was, I used to work at Summit in the, the emergency room overnight, and I had a guy come in who had knee pain. Um, and uh, the doctor ordered a knee x-ray. I'm just like, well, okay. So I go in there, and he he is his leg was amputated uh, right above his knee. And I'm like, I can't do a knee x-ray on a guy that doesn't have a knee. So I just went ahead and did it. And uh, <laughs> he was like, well, how does it look? I said, I'll let you know when I find it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no i i you know unless it's me and my friends joking around we we don't do you know we don't put any intentional artifacts in other people's uh x-rays but, you know we try to try to provide the best level of of patient care that we possibly can because uh, we don't want to get in trouble and fired and things mm-hmm. of that nature <laughs> yeah we we have okay, that was a nice boilerplate i get it okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
All right. What was that, Sarah? Um, no, yeah, I, I was just like, yeah, he can't get fired. We still have to pay the mortgage. <laughs> After all, he didn't win the yeah, same Yeah, I got you. So we still have a mortgage. <laughs> I was just kidding, folks. So I was just kidding, just kidding. I'm a kidder. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, but I know you got to go. So let me, if I want to give my own plug just a second. So anybody listening, if you're an indie author and you need to sell more books, I've got a webinar called Promote This DIY Publicity for Authors where I teach you how to be your own publicist and I've also got a book called Sell Your Books Today that you can get right now on Smashwords for 99 cents. The theme music from Madame Perry Salon is composed and performed by my favorite guitarist Denton Perry and guys it's been an absolute delight having you here. I know you've got to go. I hope you'll come back please. Absolutely. Thank you so much Uh, for having us. This has been great. Thank you. It's you're very welcome, and uh, and because I know you got to hurry, James, um, I'm going to see. I'm going to go out with my theme song, Everybody's Got to Swing, and I know you've got dinner to make, so Sarah and James, I told you I love you. Get it? Bye. Love you guys. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.